Welcome to Women Inseparable with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. Our study this season is titled Jesus and Me Today. We know Jesus is coming back. With that in mind, what does your today look like? Here's Jacqueline. Official starting this next series, this Jesus and Me Today series. Did you guys focus on the word come in your Bible reading this week? It was a non-homework homework assignment is to wherever you are, whatever you're reading in scripture, look for signs of the Lord coming again. Did anybody see that in scripture this week? I've got a few nods, a few, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't pay attention to the homework assignment <laughs> because we're in women inseparable. And when I hear the word homework, I quit listening. <laughs> Try it again this week. Look for the word come throughout scripture from Genesis to Revelation and see, see how every author of the Bible pens signs, words that Jesus Christ is coming again. Let's get into scripture. Gracious Heavenly Father, like Dandy was saying, we thank you so much for this place. I thank you that the doors get to be open for us. I thank you that we have the heart to open the door constantly to your word, to your presence, to your love. I pray that you will enter in, that you'll be in our midst today. I pray that you will make your presence known. I pray for those of us that need to feel your arms, that will feel your arms holding us right now. To those of us that need to feel your strength, I pray that right now we'll feel your strength. In the midst of our weakness, may we feel your strength. I pray for those of us that need your wisdom, that need to know that we have the mind of Christ, that right now they'll feel full of your wisdom. Be filled with the mind of Christ. Heavenly Father, wash over us the presence of your dear Son, the presence of your Spirit. I pray that you'll help us to stand boldly as the women that we are. I pray that we'll know our creation, that we'll know our person, that we'll know our value. And our value is the fact that we are the daughter of the King of Kings. I pray right now as we kick off this new study, this Jesus and Me study, that you'll open our eyes to the fullness of the time that you've created. From beginning to end, I pray that you'll help us to see our place in your timeline. I pray that you'll open our eyes to the scripture that you have before us. I pray specifically over 2 Corinthians 6. I pray for Isaiah, just the book as a whole. I pray that you'll go before. I pray that you'll silence my words. And I pray that your word alone gets spoken, gets magnified, gets glorified today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Jesus and me today. In our new series, we have two things. I talked about them for a little bit last week, so I just want to remind you we have these booklets. If you do not have one today, we can get you one. Anybody present that does not have one? You guys are efficient. Um, and then we have our cards. We printed 125, I think, originally. 200. I'm kidding. I'm joking. We printed 200 and we're running very low. So for you who took these last week, thank you. Congratulations and prayers over every card that you took, every card that you handed out, whether it was to somebody you knew or at a restaurant or a drive through or when you're picking up coffee at nine in the morning. However, wherever you hand these out, pray 
pray over the ones that you're telling about Jesus. I know I have an envelope right over here on the counter to go to one of our online girls who had requested some. So we're going to send some in the mail to one of our online girls that live far, far away. So it's exciting. So if anybody needs more, wants more, let us know. We'll get some. So don't leave without those. Um, but the main thing that we do in Women Inseparable is scripture. That's the best. It's the most brilliant thing that we get to do. We get to study scripture. We get to open up the word of God and we get to see what scripture is saying to us today. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to read, I want to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, if we may. 1 Corinthians 1 is our foundation for this study. And we focused on um, 1 through 7 last week as we were laying down our foundation. If you will allow me to, I would like to start in verse 4 and go down to verse 10 and just read our foundation once again and then focus on verse 10 and then we're going to move over to 2 Corinthians. Sound good? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, Paul says this, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and you were enriched in him in all knowledge. I pray those two phrases will sit with you this week. Even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you, you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Verse 10 says this, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree. Fascinating sentence. I appeal to you by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions among you. None, no divisions but that you collectively be united in the same mind and that you be united in the same judgment. Do you have a question that goes through your mind as you read verse 10? We live in a day where we get to have our own opinion. We live in a day where we get to voice our own opinion. We live in a day that there's multiple platforms in which you can voice multiple opinions multiple times a day. Is there somebody in your life that you love dearly and you disagree in something? <laughs> but yet this verse, Paul says, I appeal to you in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ to have no divisions among you. Be of the same mind, Paul says. Be of the same judgment, Paul says. Is there a question that goes to your mind as you hear that verse? Is there a doubt? Is there a feeling of that's not possible? And you walk away confused, not wanting to think it through. Because sometimes when scripture comes at us that confuses us and we stop and think it through, then we get even more confused or we get convicted or we just want to walk away. This happens often with this verse. It's confusing. I appeal to you by the name of our Lord 
Jesus Christ. May that phrase, those three words alone, lay down a brand new foundation as we start this study. The Lord Jesus Christ. We have our mind, we have our judgments, we have our opinions, we have our voice. Before you start thinking about all of this sameness and all of this division, will you think of those three words, the Lord Jesus Christ. I even dare say, will you write those three words on your paper somewhere? Write them down on your mirror at home. Write them down everywhere you go, Lord Jesus Christ. Before you start debating in your head, before you start dealing with emotions in your heart, focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I wonder if that quickly as we say his name again and again and again, if those divisions in our head start to breathe just a little bit more that that quickly our rocks of judgment that we want to throw at others, <clears throat> find their way on the floor at our feet. Like the Pharisees that gather around the woman dragged out in her indecency. And Jesus in protection over the one he loves says, if you're without sin, go ahead, throw that stone of judgment. And one by one, there was no man left to judge her. May we not judge as we move forward in the study. May we not have division as we move forward in the study. May we focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. It says that we are to be united, united of the same mind and united in the same judgment. So as we drop our stones of judgment, as we stop our divisions, we are to have the same judgment. Fascinating. We're not supposed to judge, but at the same time, we are called to have the same judgment, which means we are called to, therefore, judge. Are we not? Mm -hmm. Not all judgment is bad. We stand before the judge as his daughter. The judgment that we have ought to be the judgment that the Father has. We stand in him. The mind that we have is the mind that his son has. We need to stand in that. So the question is how? How do we do that? Anybody else ask that question? How do you go forward in any study without division? How do you go forward in anything in the same mind with one other human, let alone multiple humans? Because this passage is talking to the church of Corinth the first century, and it's also talking to us, today's Christian. It's talking to us women inseparable that is here live. It's talking to our women inseparable that are online. It's talking to our women inseparable that are in home groups, that are in Zoom groups. It's talking to all of us collectively, be of the same mind, be of the same judgment. How can we start that foundation? The Lord Jesus Christ. Let that be what you go back to. Practice that today. Every time a division wants to come in your head, a false judgment wants to come into your head, say his name aloud, the Lord Jesus Christ, and then see if you can say that judgment that you wanted to say. Hmm. We don't do homework in women inseparable, do we? 
<laughs> we do easy things like silence our words and say the name of Jesus instead of the stone that we want to throw at others. Let's work on that. As we focus on today, Jesus and me today, three things that we're going to focus on every week in these next 10 weeks. We're going to focus on Jesus because how can you do anything without focusing on the name of Jesus? We're going to focus on you because you are the study. The study is yours. You are the homework. It's not the best kind of homework. Like, no, I'd rather fill in the blank. Because <laughs> when I fill in the blank, I can talk about others. I can talk about Bible sermons that I've heard from years past and say, once upon a time, I listened into this podcast and it said to me, and we write our answers where we don't have fill in the blank answers and women inseparable. We have you, you are the homework. Your study guide has blank pages for you to put in scripture that comes to your heart as you're reading scripture. Has that ever happened? You read one passage and another passage comes to your mind and you're like, why am I thinking about John when I'm in Revelation? There's a reason. Write those passages down and see where God leads you in the study. And then we're going to focus on today. Today. Every week throughout these next 10 weeks, we're going to focus on today. Because you know every morning when we wake up, it's today. When we wake up tomorrow, tomorrow is now going to be called what? Today. today. And every day is today. And we're going to see what that means in scripture. We're going to see what that means in connection to Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to see what that means in your life, individually, collectively. Sound fun? I think it sounds brilliant. I'm excited. Here we are. Second Corinthians. I'm going to, um, we're going to look at chapter six very briefly, but before you can get into chapter six, again, scripture was not written with chapters. We have chapters because it makes it easy for Bible memory because we all love to stretch our brains and memorize verses every day. Anybody else really struggle with memory, memorizing scripture? So that was my joke and you all panicked instead of laughing. <laughs> Memorizing scripture is a challenge and it doesn't matter how old we are. It's hard. Goodness. So this is why we have verses and it makes it easier for us to break it down in our heads. But originally there were no verses, no chapters. So we're going to go back in this letter that Paul had written along with Timothy, Paul and Timothy together penned this letter. And we're going to go back to chapter five if we can. If you want to stretch your knowledge of 2 Corinthians and what Paul and Timothy had to say to the city of Corinth, that Paul and Timothy have to say to you, I'd encourage you, we'll start chapter one always. That's always a good place to start. It's at the beginning. Um, but if time allows, start chapter four and read through four and read about who you are. Chapter four is very personal. It's very, very precious. Talking about who, who you are and how filled you are. Chapter five is a continuation of chapter four, talking about who you are. And there's a longing at the beginning of chapter five, Paul has this longing and he describes the longing that our bodies have to be with Jesus. It's a brilliant passage, a passage that makes sense that we read today, but we're not going to. Read that this evening, will you? The beginning part of chapter five and see if you can identify with that longing in your body, in your soul. 
the second half of chapter 5, starting with verse 11, is where we're going to begin today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. We see these words, and I'm going to say this real quick, if I may. Uh, we get asked frequently what version I use, and since we're starting a new series, might as well use this time now. I teach from the ESV. Whatever you have is fantastic. That's all I have to say. The Word of God will not be returned void. Verse 11, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God. And I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but we're giving you cause to boast about us. Such an interesting sentence. So that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. I wonder how many of us heard that and thought about our 1 Corinthians 1.10. Let no divisions be among you, but be united in the same mind and be united in the same judgment. And then here we read these words. We're giving ourselves our truths to you so that you can boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who are boasting about outward appearance. What are, what's the same mind? What's the same judgment? We've got those that are boasting about outward appearance, and we've got those that are not boasting about the matters of the heart. Have you heard that difference? Have you felt that difference? That sometimes we like what our outward appearance does for the kingdom of God. And we boast about what our outward appearance is doing for the kingdom of God. And we get focused on our Bible studies. We get focused on our ministries. And we're so busy doing things for God. And even though it started with a pure heart and it started with an innocent mind, it started becoming what you did. And it started replacing your heart for God. And we focus more on this is what I'm doing for God. But your heart for God is being set aside. It's being quenched. It's getting tired. It's getting burned out. It's not getting fed. Your time on your knees before the throne is getting less because you're so busy going and giving and showing and doing. Have you ever had that battle between the two? Paul is saying, watch what we're doing, talking about himself, talking about Timothy, talking about those men that serve the kingdom with Paul. He says, watch us. Do you see what we're doing? We're doing this from a heart of gold. And you'll see that. You'll see that in 1 Corinthians 3, that you see this in 2 Corinthians 5 as well. He's like, this is our heart. He talks about his heart twice. He does this. He finishes talking about our heart also in chapter 6. It's all about the heart. Always. It's about the heart. It's never about outward appearance. And this is a battle for the first Corinthian, the first century Christians. They were really wanting to do for God and do with the spirit. And they were forgetting Jesus. And this is where the division was starting to come from. He says, don't, don't do that. Don't brag about the outward appearance. Brag about what's on the heart. Boast on that. For if we, says verse 13, for if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us. And we laid that sentence upon our foundation. 
our foundation being the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we've got the love of Christ that is in us individually, collectively controlling us. And why? It says, for the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that the, those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. As we build on the controlling, Jesus controlling us upon the foundation of Jesus, we top that off with the name of Jesus. Do you see this pyramid? We've got this long foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then we've got controls us, and then we've got Jesus. It's always about Jesus. Have the same mind. Where do you start? Jesus. What is that? That is me saying, I know that Jesus is risen again, and I follow and I believe. And it's you standing and saying, I know Jesus has risen again, and I follow and I believe. And we have the same mind, almost as if our opinions about the little things no longer matter. Why? Because Jesus. Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe he came? Do you think, believe he lived? Do you believe he died on the cross? Do you believe he was buried? Do you believe he rose again? The nods and the smiles are overwhelming my, my heart. We have the same mind. This room has the same mind. Congratulations. You just obeyed scripture. It doesn't matter if we differ in the things of this world. It doesn't matter if, it, if we differ in our hairstyles and our clothing styles. It doesn't matter if our speech is different. It doesn't matter if our shoe style is different. It doesn't matter anything if you paint your nails, if you don't paint your nails. It does not matter. What matters is Jesus. Be of the same mind. Not good. We no longer need to walk around on eggshells worrying, oh, I can't. The Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 16, from now on, therefore, as if that foundation has been set, we can move on to step two. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. And this passage is amazing. Listen to what Paul says. This is Paul's personal account. We regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Even Jesus, the son of God, who John chapter one tells us lived in the flesh and walked among us. Paul says we received and treated Jesus as the flesh. Why? Because Jesus was in the flesh, but he doesn't say the name Jesus. Look at his letters. He's always saying the name of Jesus. In this sentence, he does not use the name Jesus, does he? He uses the word Christ. Christ is the risen son of God. This isn't Jesus who came in the flesh. This is Christ, the risen son of God. And he says, even though we, we beheld Jesus in the flesh, we no longer do that. Why? because he's risen again. Christ has risen 
again and our opinion of Jesus changed. Fascinating. And they weren't in the wrong in the way they perceived Jesus when Jesus was in the flesh. They perceived Jesus in the flesh the way Jesus told them to perceive him in the flesh. I have come that I may die. Have you read the book of Matthew and how the three or four different times Jesus explains to the disciples, I came so I can die. And every time their heart is what? Broken. Peter himself even says, no, Lord, you cannot. You cannot do that. To which Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. And yet as Christ is the risen, risen son of God, Paul says we regard him in the flesh no longer. Therefore, this is where we come in. All this power of Jesus, all this power of Christ says in verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in who? Christ. Christ, the risen son of God. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Do you know Jesus? Have you put your faith and your trust and your belief and your love in the risen son of God? You, my sweet sister, are a new creation. The old has passed away. Perhaps this week you want to write a list of your old. Perhaps this week you know that Satan is always reminding you of your old. When you lay down at bed at night, when you wake up in the morning, an old pops into your head. Oh, I was. Oh, I did. Oh, I said. Can I tell you right now, I woke up this morning thinking of one little sentence that I said to somebody last night that bothered me the minute it came out of my mouth. It was a joke. I said something funny and it tore me up, fell asleep, asking God for forgiveness, asking God that it would not be twisted in anybody's head that, you know, like jokes are funny. Sometimes funny jokes are not right. And I woke up this morning asking God, please, please forgive me for saying that. And he says to me, you asked for forgiveness last night that old, whatever that is, whether it's something that happened last night, that's old. Something that happened 50 years ago, that's old. But Satan is good. He's disgusting, but he's good. He knows his games and he comes at us with the old and says, this is who you are. This is what you said. This is what you did. This is how, how you are. I know your truth. And you can say, I do too. I know my truth. Jesus. I am a new creation. The old has passed away. And maybe you need to silence Satan and give your power strength by writing it all out. Write it out. And then once you're done writing down that list that is constantly in your brain, constantly on your heart, constantly like flowing through your soul, write the name of Jesus across the whole thing. Burn it. Give it to somebody that you love and ask them to rip it up and watch it get ripped into tiny pieces. Get rid of it. Visualize the fact that the old is gone. It has passed away. Today, it has passed away. Get rid of it. The old has passed away. Behold, see this. I love the word behold. Behold, he says, the new has come. That's today. 
Today you are new. Tomorrow, when tomorrow is today, you're new. Today you are new. Always today you are new. Do you ever forget that? Maybe that's the word we need beside our bed. If you're, draw it, frame it, Pinterest it, or write it on a note card and pop it on your bed. You're new. Every day, every day is a new day, but specifically every day you are new. The old is gone. Get rid of the old, it's already been passed away. Don't bring it into the newness of today. Verse 18, all this is from God, who through Christ, hmm, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. Do you see the power of that? It's like everything just got rooted up and you, everything, it's new. And just this one little phrase, all of this, everything that has been said is from God. Everything about Jesus Christ is from God. And through all of this, through Christ, he's reconciled us, you, me, to himself. You've been reconciled to God. And he has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. This is when things get, we get to move forward. We get to take that sweetness that's between you and the Father, that quiet place between you and your God. We get to take that out today. As you are, where you are, we get to take it out. How? Because you have been reconciled by God through Jesus and you have been given the ministry of reconciliation, which means you have been given today the ability to say to somebody else, Jesus. That's what you get to do. You have the power to tell somebody else about God, the King of Kings, and about Jesus, the Lord of Lords, today. You have that power. You get to do that. Mark chapter 2 is one of my all-time favorite, favorite passages. It has been one of my favorite passages to speak on for years. Mark chapter 2, I love it. One of the sections in Mark chapter 2 talks about Matthew. He was known by Levi. He was known as a tax collector. And Jesus says to Levi, the tax collector, follow me. Two words. And then the passage says, and he followed. Love that. I want that on my tombstone. I want that to be the story of my life. Love it. But then in Mark chapter 2, right after it says, Levi followed. It said that Jesus went to his house and his house is full of guests. Do you know who was there? Tax collectors. Fascinating to me. Tax collectors were not known as believers in Jesus. They were not known as followers of Jesus, the son of God. But yet Levi got saved and instantly filled his house, not with religious Christian Bible study people, but with tax collectors. You know what he did? He got saved as he was where he was. And he talked to the people that were around him as he was where he was. And he says, I'm a tax collector and Jesus loves me. Who would understand that more than a tax collector? That's fascinating. His house is filled with tax collectors and what did Jesus do? Ate with them. 
It's a beautiful, beautiful story. And I'm curious what your story would look like if you took out Levi and you took off tax collector and you filled in the blanks. There's a fill in the blank homework. See, we could fill in blanks here. Put in your name and put in your people, your crowd, your group, your gang. If Jesus were at your house, who would you fill your house with? Not an image, not an outward appearance, but your people. Who would you fill it with? Jesus can meet them where they are, just like Jesus met you where you were. Don't be so quick to change yourself. Let the Lord do that. Don't change who you are. He loves, he loves you. He created you to be you. You've been given the ministry of reconciliation as you are where you are today. Verse 19 says this. He explains this. He says, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting the world's trespasses against them. That's a good sentence. He wasn't counting the world's trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are present tense. That's today. Therefore, we today are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you. Do you feel the passion? We implore you on behalf of Christ, the risen son of God, be reconciled to God. That's where it always starts. Before you move forward to reconcile somebody else to God, check your heart. Mm -hmm. Always check your heart. Because when you check your heart, you become of the same mind and the same judgment. Therefore, you can tell somebody else. Have you ever talked to somebody without being reconciled to God? And then you want to talk to somebody else about God? Things don't go well. It always starts with your heart. And it's not saying you need to be saved every day. Receive Christ as your Savior, walk in Him, be rooted in Him, be grounded in Him. But if there's any old, if there's any situation, if there's any sin, if there's any darkness, if there's any anything that creeps into your life, get it right right there. Reconcile your relationship, your founded relationship in Christ today. Maybe there's something that's holding us up. Maybe there's something that came out of your mouth and you can't get over you can't get over it. Reconcile your relationship today. A relationship matters. It's the sweetest relationship we have is our relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you today reconcile your relationship with Jesus Christ, then tomorrow, when tomorrow is today, you can go forward and reconcile somebody else's relationship with Jesus Christ. And it just snowballs. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Verse 21 says, for our sake, he made him, Jesus, to be sin. He knew no sin. So that in him, in Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. That's your identity today. You are the righteousness of God. Maybe that's something you should write over your old Verse 6, chapter 6, verse 1 says this. 
continuing on in a beautiful thread, working together with him. Paul is saying we're working together. We're in this together with Jesus. We appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. You want to be of the same mind. You want to be of the same judgment. Watch, watch how you accept Jesus. Watch how you reconcile your relationship with Jesus today. Don't do it in vain. And we all know the truth of our hearts, don't we? We know those days that we pray, but we're, sometimes it feels like we're praying the words and we're not praying from the heart. Sometimes we read our Bible and we check or we bullet journal and learning how to bullet journal, but your heart's not there. Don't do it in vain. Don't do it in outward appearance. Don't do it in show. You're putting your gift on the altar. Remember your gift and where it came from and remember what that altar is. And before you lay your gift on the altar, make sure you're not doing it in vain. Reconcile your relationship with Jesus. For he says, and he quotes Isaiah here, in a favorable time, I listen to you. And in a day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, and here's that word again. Behold, see it fully. Now is the favor favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Mm -hmm. Your salvation is new today. It doesn't matter if you got saved however many years ago. It does not matter if you got saved however many months ago. It doesn't matter if you got saved yesterday. Today is the day of salvation, which means today you live your salvation. What does living your salvation mean? What does that look like? What does it look like? Each of us could demonstrate a different appearance of what it looks like, but the same foundation is exactly the same. It looks like the Lord Jesus Christ. It looks like the Lord, as if we're serving the Lord, as if he's our everything. What do I say, Lord? What do I do, Lord? What's today, Lord? Lead me, guide me, show me, direct me, speak through me, walk for me, use my hands, use my feet, Lord. Live your salvation today. What does living for Jesus today look like for you? Ask that question and watch yourself today and see what does my salvation look like today? Am I living it? Am I living it? Evaluate that and figure it out. Write it down. What does it look like to live for Jesus today? Jesus and me today, it's real. It's new. Today it's new and it's beautiful. And the more you embrace Jesus, Jesus in you, Jesus in you today, 
the more opportunities you're going to have to use that ministry of reconciliation, the more people you're going to be able to bring to the name of Jesus Christ, the more people you're going to root them in their relationship with Jesus Christ, the risen Son of God, and they in turn will receive Christ as their Savior and be given the ministry of reconciliation because you lived your salvation today. And then they have the opportunity to live their salvation today. And you have no idea where that's going to go until you stand before the Lord one day and you meet people. And Jesus says, because you lived your salvation today, that person is in heaven today. That's what you get to do. Knowing Jesus as your savior isn't a ticket into heaven. It's your life. It's your living. It's Jesus. It's today. Oh, it's good. It's good. Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you so much. As scripture tells us time and again that you have given us the mind of Christ. Lord God, I pray that as daughters of the King, of those who have put our faith in Jesus alone, that we'll unite our, ourselves together in the mind of Christ. I pray that we'll be rooted in you. I pray that you'll help us. Lord Jesus, I pray that we'll cast out any division that is within our group, that is within our marriages, that is among our families, that we battle with in our workplaces, that we deal with in our own heart. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that those divisions will be moved today, that they'll be cast far away today. And I pray that you'll bring unity, unity in Christ, in his mind, in the judgment of God, and you'll help us to stand on the firm foundation, which is called Jesus. Lord God, I thank you so much for your scripture. I pray that you'll move forward, that what we hear today will move with us today, tomorrow, as we wait as we wait for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord God, you know when Jesus is coming again. I pray that we will wait. We will wait in earnest as we live in earnest, that we'll be reconciled with you, that we'll use our ministry of reconciliation, that all things, all things will be about Jesus. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find us on Telegram at WI Online. If you need prayer, contact us at womeninseparable at gmail.com.